Welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Mefford and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to be here, and we're so excited to have one of our favorite guests back, a dear friend of mine, an amazing human being, an amazing magician. We have Hannibal with us again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Hannibal. Hey, Hannibal. Thank you for having me. It was really great to be back. It's great to see friendly faith, friendly, happy faces again. <laughs> we do our best. We scowled through the entire last show, so we thought we'd try to be friendly for you. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Welcome to the fire. Should, we, should, should we do what? Yeah, should we do one of those like a? Welcome this is this is a mad fire and earth podcast today. Oh, we're just going to be grumpy. <laughs> oh, so like every other day of everybody I see. Yeah. So anyway, so speaking of every other day, so we were talking before we got on the air about what should we talk about, and the three of us were like, eh, "What do you want to talk about?" Which is you know kind of fun. So we right. settled on like mindset and resilience and moving forward now that we're getting back to normal, not getting back to normal. We talked about the job force and all this sort of stuff off the air. So Ooh. we're going to kind of revisit all that and see where this conversation goes. So follow along. We're going to have some fun. We'll title this getting back to the new normal. Yeah. Well, there we go. We can. Uh, sure. Thank you. Thank you for helping me do my job. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to do you want to write the show notes for him to do it? <laughs> Well, no, because I, I think I think it's appropriate because you know last time that we did talk, it was right after we were getting into all this stuff, right? And yeah. and all of us were like, "Shit, what are we going to do?" Right? Because yeah. I mean, we all work in in industries and in ways that usually have a high live or touch point, you know, with people, and so everybody's had to really become resilient, do things different. I know you've had to do things a lot different um, you, yeah. because you couldn't be in front of a live audience anymore. And, right. and so maybe how, how things have changed, how you've kind of done it, because I think if, if we've learned anything or hopefully what we, sh I hope we learned during this is to mm -hmm. be resilient and to push through whatever yes. ends up coming our way. Exactly. You have to do with what's put into your hands, whether that, you know, a, a gift or a challenge. Uh, you, you take those things and, and you accept them for what they are and you, you move forward and, and keep on your on your path, regardless of which of those two things you're handed. Well, I have a philosophical question then. So you just said whether you're handed a gift or a challenge. Mm -hmm. Aren't we just handed a thing and then we put that label on it? I mean, if we look at situations, we can label anything, anything. <clears throat> and if we get sort of like yeah. Eckhart Tolle-ish. Right, it's it our... to say what is good and what is bad. Yeah. <laughs> because a, I, good. Yeah. I actually found huge gifts that came out of COVID uh, and huge yeah, gifts that have come sure. out of like every, you know, I look back at all this bad stuff that happened and I can now see the gift mm -hmm. in that. I can see the learning in that, so. Well, only if you take the word challenge as a negative, as a negative word. Uh, a challenge could be a great gift. Yes, you're 100% you're correct about that because, you know, you set your goals, you set your boundaries, you set whatever, and those are your challenges. And when you rise mm -hmm. to meet those, that is you giving yourself a gift when you, when you decide, you know, uh, less of, I think that's why I use the word challenge rather than obstacle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, of course the obstacle is, according to Stoic, you know, philosophy, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. You know, you, you have you improve yourself by, you know, challenging the obstacle and taking it in there. 
but yeah, absolutely right. Lots of, of there was the opportunity to simply wallow or uh-huh. sit down or give up just to a certain extent, you know, and just wait it, you know, what, what, I, there's nothing I can do. Or you could, here's the situation. What am I going to do in a positive light to keep moving forward, to keep, to keep with resiliency and persistence in walking your road? And that once I once I accepted that, there was a, it was a huge benefit in my mind, a huge uh, uh, inspiration. Yeah, because it's interesting. I was actually listening to it was an old documentary with Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, where he he was talking about uh, you know they brought up the whole idea of suffering, and so kind of to that point, you know that the obstacle is the way, and and the point that you know I mean human life is suffering if you will right (laughs) typically in one way or another but again it's it's like you said it's the label that you put on it is suffering a bad thing or challenge is a bad thing and i think to a lot of people you know our our knee-jerk reaction is well of course they are they're bad things right and we like to put good bad labels on everything we do we really do but really it is the only way that we that we grow is by pushing through or accepting those challenges or accepting you know again if you want to label it suffering label it suffering but whatever it is that we're doing that's what makes us stronger when we when we stand yeah. up when we become powerful and push Wait, through that's when we actually learn right that's how muscles grow absolutely well and if you look at i, I can't remember if it was ticknot han or someone wise like that said pain is inevitable suffering is optional so we're going to have these experiences that pop up at I guess I'm just quoting everyone today. Eckhart Tolle yeah. says, you know, it's not the situation that causes the unhappiness and the suffering. It's our narrative, you know, our nar- narrative around it. It's the stories we tell ourselves. It's that, why am I stuck in line? And these people are too slow. And that's all in our head. It has nothing right. to do with people standing in front of us. And we give into this like mind chatter. And I think that's where the suffering comes from. Precisely. And, you know, it's it, the, the philosopher Jagger once said, you can't always get what you want. But I love that we brought in rock and roll too. But <laughs> You just you just might get what you need. Yep. You know, so that's a secondary correlation to that. Yes. <laughs> Very wise. There's wisdom everywhere. Uh, I love it, that we can find wisdom anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, you also said something, Hannibal, about acceptance, and I think that's the other thing. Is like you know we all have this shock of wait we can't leave our house. Wait I can't go to the grocery store. And you know I think everybody had that moment of wallow. Yes. Mine lasted about three days of my business is going to fail. All my speaking gigs canceled. I can't because everything I did was in person. Massage, yeah. hypnosis, speaking. Like yeah. every aspect of my job like failed. Exactly. And I, wa- I wallowed for about three days. And then I found the joy of Pokemon. Uh, played that <laughs> for several days. Realized that laying in the hammock and playing Pokemon with my boyfriend was a joy. I had a blast with that. And then it became, and then you had to like evaluate and go, okay, now what? And that's when I started writing the book and I did my coaching training and I started doing day trips and I started organizing, reaching out to speak, you know, people I had spoken for before and yeah. said, how about a webinar? You know, that wallow trigger and then that acceptance triggered yes. the action. Well, also, uh, just as, uh, coming back to a, a point you made there, um, having that moment of wallow and then uh, laying in a hammock playing Pokemon with my boyfriend is a great thing. I think a lot of us also found the benefits of just stopping like in the in the previous world 
that we used to live in, it, it was this. When can I book the next show? When can I make the next speech? When can I this, that, and the other? But now we, we found a lot of value in, today I'm just going to play Pokemon. Today I'm just going to do puzzles. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna write or I'm gonna read for my own pleasure and I'm not gonna worry mm -hmm. about where something's coming from because nothing's coming. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think it seems like that's almost that's almost caused people to kind of reevaluate some of their values or the things yes. that they have been doing as well. I think right, and I, th I think we're we're seeing that now more and more in decisions people are choosing to make or maybe choosing not to make. Right, right. where in the past we would have normally done certain things. Now we're like, why the hell am I doing that? I'm not going to do, do that. that. Yeah, why would I? And 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 simplify. And, yep. and becoming, a, you know, a bit more minimalist in, in what we think we need or what we, need, we feel we want to have around. I got to a point really early on in, in COVID where it was like I realized that for my entire, oh, let's just use the word career. Why not? Uh, I always felt like, well, if I don't have a restaurant or if I'm not working at the castle or if I'm, I don't have corporate whatever coming in, I can always go set up my table on the street somewhere and, and perform and, and pay my, my bills. And then it was like, no, you can't even do that anymore. Yeah. You can't take it back even to the simplest thing because you nobody's going to allow you to be on the street talking to random strangers. And there's not going to be anybody it. on the street anyway. <laughs> right. My worst case scenario wasn't rock bottom, wasn't wasn't the worst case, it turns out. Mm. Um, so you you had to, okay, so what do I do instead? Work on me write more, plan for things when come back. I got very creative there for a long time and then put together a lot of new things, which was I, I might not have done had I just, if I had been constantly working, you know, and I'm very pleased with a lot of the direction that um, my art is going in these days. That's and so cool. It's, and it's oddly enough, because I was so isolated for so long, a great deal of the new things that I'm writing are very interactive and very, very personal on a, on a small scale audience, right? Doing, doing thinking, planning for, for smaller audiences rather than vast ones. So it's, it's, it's been a huge, huge boon to the new direction or the new, the new path or whatever opened up in front of me. Yeah. I found it sitting in that stillness because I'm not still. I mean, it's go, 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 work, work, what? work, achieve, achieve, what? achieve. My Capricorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then I, I was forced to sit in that stillness. And mm -hmm. I remember sitting down and going, I'm going to be broke. I'm going to lose everything. And I went, Grover, no, you're not. And I sat down and I did math, which I don't do. And I don't <laughs> like it, but I did it. And I went, I'm actually going to be fine seeing six or seven clients a week. Wait, if I'm fine seeing six or seven clients, how do I think I'm not fine seeing 20 clients? What is wrong, you know, and I like right. actually looked at stuff and went, if I can survive a year of not working, and mm -hmm. I had a little trickle of clients, and I had some online stuff, but if I can survive that and still put money away, what is, why do I think I can't survive on 20? So like I did more math and I looked at my clients and like, I now take Thursday mornings off to, to spend time with my boyfriend. I only mm -hmm. see four clients a day instead of seven clients a day. I don't do evenings. I don't do weekends. And it's like, I upped some of my prices. And I realized yeah. it's like, I have a different complete idea of what success is, of what balance right. is, of what I want my life to look like. And that came out of sitting in that stillness. And I wouldn't it, have done that turned, any other way. You turned in, you turned inward towards yourself to see what your actual needs were. 
yep. rather than society says, I need to do this to be successful. I need to have this much money put away. I need to see this money. I need to be constantly working yeah. or I'm not working. Right. 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 And even, even now, like I get a, a, like an opening in a day and I go, uh, uh, I got to right. fill. And I was like, no, I don't have to fill that actually. I can rest or I can get a massage. Oh my God. Or right. like, I could go for a walk or I can have lunch with girlfriends or, you know, it's like, I have to, it's so hard. We're all entrepreneurs. And so yes. there is that, you know, that constant build, build, grow, grow thing. And when right. you start to let it release, it's terrifying because that's not what the entrepreneur mindset is. You know, it's like, keep going right. is what that, what but our brain tells us to do. At heart, I'm a performance artist. That's, that's my first, you know, before anything else comes along. And one of the things I found when I, when I really looked at what I was doing is a very, very basic lesson that you learn when standing up on stage performing for people is that the silences are at least as important as the actions. Yeah. Yep. Taking time between the words, the, 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 the silence between the notes are, are just as important as the notes themselves. Otherwise, it's just cacophony. Yeah, you don't have music, you have meh. And right. <laughs> you need the beats. Between. You need to pause to let the audience absorb what you've, mm -hmm. you've said to them. In speaking, I know you know this, that you, you don't just constantly blah, 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 point, point, point. You, you give and you let them accept it. Mm -hmm. you, and you have, you know, the, 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 the accoutrements of the trade to, you know, comedy is, is timing. <laughs> it's timing <laughs> I mean, right and and that and so and that is true in business as well you need to schedule the downtime you need to uh -huh. allow for the downtime but the the reflection time the not going 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 you know and you get you get you give better quality to your clients if you give yourself that time to rest well, and I think, I think that's what, what this taught us too, right? Because again, I mean, you mentioned, and especially anybody who's a creative, mm -hmm. right? We, we, we tend to just be busy all the time, feeling like we have to be busy. We always have to be doing, but those mm -hmm. sparks of inspiration only come when we're sitting there in the silence, right? Because it can't get in. Right. If, our, if our cup is already full, you can't put more water in it. And right. so, and so, but it, but it is, it's, it's very uncomfortable. I know I felt that way. Kathy just expressed that. I'm guessing you did too, Hannibal, that, you know, at first it's like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, it's like, right, I gotta, right. I gotta be doing, but then, right. but then you open up and, and these new things come in that you never would have anticipated before. I'm a performer. I've got to perform. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Do you? Can you take some time? Can you? Can you, can you smell the roses? Uh -huh. I, summer of 2020, um, wandering around YouTube, I discovered uh, baking and making bread and, you know, things that you can do just to, you know, to not so much keep yourself busy, but give yourself a focus of a thing to create if you're unable to create. And I, um, after a couple of days, I'm like, I have bread and muffins and stuff. I'm not going to be able to eat all by myself. <laughs> you know? it's, it's great. Yeah, this is awesome. My hand's doing a thing and it's, it's very inexpensive and, mm -hmm. and it allows me to create a thing. So I put a basket together and, uh, and put on a mask and walked uh, down to the, the, the corner of my neighborhood and distributed uh, sour bread and, and uh, muffins to the uh, ladies who are working the corners because they weren't getting any business 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hashtag bread for hookers. Here you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they either they were they were really appreciative. Like nobody, why are you bringing us bread and muffins? Because I yeah. have a bunch, and I'd be the only people I I see out doing a thing, and you look hungry. You want some, you know? That's really cool. But right, you know, you find you have to find someone to give it. Well, I think it's interesting too because so you know, like you said, with the baking. It's we're we're doing something, but it's not a high cognitive level right. activity. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times things like you know, baking, gardening, uh-huh. whatever, you know, every we, we all have our own little things, right? But that that those kind of things, if we'll actually take time to do some of those, you know, banal, yeah. if you will, conscious things, that even those activities are a way of sitting in some way that allows this to flow into mm-hmm. us as well, right? It absolutely is. And it, it tends uh, to unlock, they're, they're, they're very similar places in the brain. Um, and it, it tends to, if you're not focused on, I need to create this new act, I need to create this new card trick or whatever I'd like to do. If you put that aside and focus on this, it gives it gives the brain breathing room and it, and it, and it sparks more creativity uh-huh. in your own downtime so it's it's a it's a beneficial all the way around well and then this also comes down you had said something Hannibal about you know you're a performer you have to perform this comes mm-hmm. down to our identity and how mm-hmm. we find value in ourselves and right. it's these outside labels I remember when I left acting and moved up to Santa Barbara I didn't know what I was doing it was the first time in my life where I didn't have this really clear focus I didn't have this external identity and so when people of course would ask the question what do you do because that's what we say to everybody I go mm-hmm. oh, I used to be an actor in LA because I was still <laughs> so tied to that identity yeah. well what what happens when that identity goes away what happens when I'm not a massage therapist when I'm not a coach when I'm not a speaker when I'm not an actor you know I yeah. had uh when I was doing theater back in Pittsburgh I was in Oklahoma because we were all in Oklahoma and mm-hmm. The woman who was playing the lead, Laurie, she had the most incredible voice. She actually ended up with a record contract. And I remember sitting with her one night at the end of a show. And I said, how did you get like, where where did this voice come from? And she said, I was a competitive gymnast. I was on the way to going to the Olympics. And -hmm. at the Olympic trial, she slipped off the balance beam and broke her neck. Okay. And her life and career were over. Uh And she went through this horrible depression because her identity was wrapped up in, I'm a gymnast, I'm going to the Olympics. That's all she knew. Right. And what that opened up for her when she went through, you know, physical therapy and occupational therapy, and she had to learn to walk again and all this stuff is she realized she had this voice that was like healing to people. And she ended up with a record contract. And then she ended up going back to school to study like occupational therapy. And that became her new direction. So what Mm -hmm. happens when you have that identity and you can't do it anymore. You know, we have to go back to the being and not the doing. And I think COVID also is an opportunity for us to just be. Just be. It's so hard to just be, but it is a crucial part of resilience and, and persistence. Uh-huh. You know, you, you cannot, you can't keep the engine running constantly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great story. Well, it's interesting because on the... I was going to say on that identity, because I heard you use a, a term, I mean, because again, I always think Hannibal, magician, magician. Right? Uh-huh. but I heard you use the term performance artist. So yeah. has, has maybe something over, is, is that one of those maybe little identity shifts that you've even made this last year or two of, 
you know, thinking, or, or was that something that was already there? But like I said, you, you use that term and I kind of went, well, yeah, that's, that's what you are. But yeah. I, I don't like labels, but you know, we all kind of get labeled a little bit, right? Is that yeah, kind do. of an evolution that you've, that you've made as well? Do you think? Or? Can you, can you tell me who you are without telling me what you do? Mm. Um, yeah. I, I've always, I've been on stage since I was six, six years old performing on a stage. I didn't start doing magic tricks in my, in my performance until I was 27. So there was a big gap in there where, where yeah. I was learning stagecraft and learning how to be on stage, learning how to speak and all the other things that come along with it. And it has been noted, the entertainment director at the castle, when the last, the last time I performed in the parlor, um, which is the medium-sized venue for those of you. Uh, there's a big venue, there's a tiny venue, and there's the medium-sized, that's the parlor. Uh, the entertainment director came down after my first performance and said, you, you talk a lot. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not telling you not to because it's engaging and, and I love the story. But he said it was you, you, of your 18 minute set. Uh, you didn't do any magic until six minutes and, and 14 seconds in. And all the rest of that was story and building up and everybody was on the edge of their seats. Uh -huh. So keep doing that. But just so you know, it's a it's the magic castle. <laughs> Got it. Understood. But no, it is, it, is, it is the full performance. It's not just, and, and that is tricky, isn't it? You know, uh -huh. magician, but, but how do you label the magic? It's the, the, the storyline and the arc and, and what happens between opening and closing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's more than just, here's a bunch of tricks. Yeah. There's some, well, nifty, it, some nifty stuff that I know how to do, you know. And I've seen every trick. It's, it's pretty, because I've been going to the castle for so long. So it is pretty yeah. rare that I go, oh my God, I've never seen that. Or it's a slight variation on the thing. What makes mm -hmm. it interesting to me is the story that they weave around that. It's the pattern. Yeah. It's the, how do they build up to, oh, and it's four jacks. You know, how do they build <laughs> up to, how do they build up to the card? You move the cards and the coins are gone. You know, what is the story around, that's crafted around that? It's the wow. same, you know, it's the same 120 tricks. It's the... Mm -hmm. It, what you create around that trick to make it interesting that's to me what is so what i love so much about the castle that's why i keep going back everyone's right. like oh my god you're going back again haven't you seen it all no no <laughs> at all but there's the difference in between um doing the doing the routine and and, and i had a thought and it totally flew away because covid brain um uh the it's not just the adventures of the props. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not just I, I have cards that do neat things. It's here's a here's a piece of me. Here's a here's a little here's a story that is meaningful to me. Whenever you get up in front of people, whether you're performing, if you're if you're a mime, if you're a clown, a magician, a juggler, a, a speaker, you're telling a story. Whether you whether you want to or not, you're telling the audience something about yourself. Uh -huh. And have you taken the moment to consider what it is you're saying and what you're putting forward? Yeah. Um, and then doing that without an audience. I mean, I, I tried Zoom. I tried the I tried the virtual magic thing. And my performance style is so intimate that it just yeah. doesn't doesn't translate. well. Something like this. Yeah. So, yeah. So I got to know myself better. And that is translating into what is coming forward now. What is what the art that's coming out of me at this point, oh. which is really exciting.
Well, because it's interesting. You know, you said we're always telling a story about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the better that we can know ourselves or remember who we are, right, the better that we can bring across that magic in the totality of the, the performance, mm-hmm. right? And it'd be, be, because again, I mean, five different magicians all can do the same trick. trick. And they do. And they, and they do. do. <laughs> but each one of them, <laughs> but each one of them is different and mm-hmm. bring something different to it because they're bringing a part of themselves to yeah. the whole thing. And really, I mean, we, really, really we really all are bringing a part of ourselves to everything we do too. Well, art is the act of taking your heart and shining a light on it. Ooh. Mm. Oh, Jason's writing that down. <laughs> I'm writing that one down. <laughs> we're, we're doing quotes. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? That was a really good one. Yeah. Kathy, have you ever been to a venue like, oh, I don't know, the Magic Castle, and seen the exact same trick in the exact same night I in was different rooms? Just going to say that. I have indeed been to the castle where I have seen the exact same trick in the exact same, you know, and I love those nights. Because yeah. there's a part of my brain that goes, oh my God, I just saw that. And then there's another part of my brain that goes, how's he going to make that different? Right. Like, how is that going to be not the exact same thing I just saw? I've I mean, seen that at least a half a dozen will. times. Yeah, exactly. I hope you will. Oh, uh, a Rubik's Cube. How, how are you? <laughs> Pick a card. Ugh, did it. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I've still got one from the last room. Can I just use this one? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll sign. Here, it's already signed. Just take it. Find it. Yeah. Yeah. Find it somewhere else. Go ahead. Well, and that, it's so interesting. Funny that to, to if you could coordinate with the other performers mm-hmm. in different rooms and go, I'm going to have them select a card at the beginning of the night and sign it, and then just find out who in the room has a signed card and do a, do your trick with their. Oh, that would be, be really fun. That'd be fun. That would be really fun. Well, and I was thinking because I've also been in the close-up room where I've been asked to help, and the magician, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. He's bl- he's blind. Who is the blind Chad, magician? Chad Allen? No, or, he actually has a documentary. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Anyway, I've been asked to Richard help. Turner. Richard that, Turner. Thank you, Richard Turner. Yeah. He has very little patter. He does trick, 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 and he is mind-blowing. It, yeah. is, just, it is just pure, just magic. It is pure. It's, it's just amazing. And he barely says a word. Yes. And that's a very different type of thing. Like you, who said you didn't get into your first trick until six and a half minutes in, you know, it mm-hmm. still is engaging and, and amazing, but there's this mechanical technical gift. And then there's the storytelling weave you and get you engaged gift. Yeah. And they're yeah, yeah. both just as fascinating. They're both just as interesting to me. Well, the, the philosophers, the philosopher group, uh, Dr. Hook <clears throat> uh, once said some folks love ham hocks and some folks love pork chops and some folks love vegetable soup. And I think that applies to magic. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and, and yeah, yeah even... it's the diversity that's so that's so fascinating. Yeah. Well, and there's even there's even diversity in in what we do too, right? And 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 mm-hmm. you know, so so again, I mean, you do the same shows over and over again. Yeah. But there's slight differences to it as well, right? And and. Yeah. It's the same thing, you know, Kathy and I have seen this with speakers who, who try to memorize their speech, right? And so they're giving yeah. the exact same thing every single time. It's not the same, right? Because, yeah. because the more authentic we are, there's going to be little variations in of it. Course. 
and, and you that's, have to that's consider, what part, partly makes it the magic right and you have to also consider that the audience changes yeah. and, and they in an intimate live performance they're going to respond and you cannot you cannot script for the unexpected audience response yeah you know and so it I, I have seen a lot, I've seen some really, really great scripted performances. Some people do it just beautifully and well. And mostly I think that works on the larger stage where you're a bit more remo removed yeah. from the audience. But then I've seen wooden, you know, wooden deliverances because they're sticking so tightly to their script, they cannot get a credit. And if you get them off script, they, they don't know where to go. Right. How do I get back to my words? How do I get back mm -hmm. here? Uh, line, uh, line, line. <laughs> Pause for laughter. <laughs> I'm totally going to throw in line the next time I do a live performance. Just stop. <laughs> please, please. People are going to be like, who the hell? Where's the person who's supposed to be? Uh, line, right? Right, right. Hilarious. Of course, we're, we're hitting our time. Um, for not knowing what we're going to talk about, this has been an amazing conversation talking about mindset and stillness and simplifying and how, mm -hmm. how we can our perception it goes back to perception our perception of any situation is what actually shapes it so precisely draw from your own well but don't forget to refill yourself mm. and that's resilience yeah yeah another good quote okay we're okay. next show we're going to do we're just going to do hannibal quotes hannibal quotes hashtag, just go hashtag streaming hashtag across quotes. the thing <laughs> you're right, exactly right i've had time to think of a few i'm done <laughs> Sitting, sitting and thinking sitting in stillness excellent so any final words hannibal how can people reach you if they want to check out where you're going to be performing what your stuff is i know um, you have a patreon page i do uh everything in my social media is magic artist patreon backslash magic artist uh instagram uh, uh twitter is all magic artist uh venmo is also at magic artist um <laughs> Uh, just, you know, finally, I, I have an ongoing uh, YouTube vlog, which features performances, but also philosophy and also what's going on in my normal life. Uh, if you do a search for Hannibal Magician, you'll, you'll it pops right up. It's the top of the thing. Nearly 53,000 subscribers, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. I, yeah, I discovered that quite by accident. When I have how many people following me? That's so great. Uh, yeah. And that, and then all this, and all the social media tells where I'm going to be, and then what's going on in my brain. Oh, magic artist, I'm easy to find. That's the fun part. Awesome, Jason. Any last uh, thoughts? Oh, this is great because again, it's it's the. Uh, I love how episodes like this end up going. It's it's yeah. um, so thank you for coming on because you know again it's the uh, there's a lot of wisdom in that brain, my friend. And um, thank you for sharing it. I know that you're going to have, you know, 50,001 YouTube uh, subscribers <laughs> later today. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe so, maybe so. Yeah. Yeah, Animal the Magic Artist. Uh, no, it's it's really my pleasure. Anytime you guys want to chat, give me, just let me know. Happy to, happy to come in and chat. Cool. Yay. Well, we appreciate you and everything that you do and everything you share. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out this week, hook up with Hannibal. He's got lots of great stuff out there. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. See ya. Peace out. Thanks, guys.